We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. Well, I had an epiphany this morning. Good morning, by the way. This is Ryan Wiggins. This is Wiggins America. I think you're going to be very fascinated by this, and it all is about Liz Cheney. Am I obsessed with Liz Cheney? No. I think, though, that what happened this week isn't the end. Now, you may think, you, you probably did. You probably thought, gosh, she got just torn apart by Hageman. I mean, it was a, it was two-to-one vote margin. It wasn't even close. That is a landslide victory. But... Hear me out when I say that is not the end of Liz Cheney, and it almost would have been better if she had won that primary. You ready for that? Well, here's her from this week first. No House seat, no office in this land is more important than the principles that we are all sworn to protect. And I well understood the potential political consequences of abiding by my duty. Our republic relies upon the goodwill of all candidates for office to accept honorably the outcome of elections. And tonight, Harriet Hegeman has received the most votes in this primary. She won. I called her to concede the race. This primary election is over. But now the real work begins. And that is what we should be focused on because I've figured it out. I have figured out exactly what's going to happen. And she's talking about lofty ideals, and that's all fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm glad to hear that. I, I like having lofty ideals. I don't think that she represents those to most of us. 
obviously the voters of Wisconsin, I keep saying Wisconsin, Wyoming, uh, would disagree with that. But it's fine to have high ideals. Here's the thing, though. She's not done, and this was all part of the plan. She knew, probably, when she started on this January 6th quest, that it wasn't going to end well for her in a super conservative state like Wyoming. Maybe she thought, oh, oh, we'll see, we'll see. But she had this card up her sleeve that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad you're here this morning because you're going to figure it out ahead of everybody else. Maybe, maybe, I'll give you credit, maybe you already have. Maybe it's rolling around in the back of your head. But here it is. She is going to run for president in 2024. Now, she said, she didn't say for sure that she, she was doing an interview on the Today Show with Savannah Guthrie, and Savannah came right out and asked that question. She kind of hemmed and hawed, went around, around the block a couple times. Savannah Guthrie came right back and said, yes, that's fine, but you didn't answer my question. And she again says, well, I have a term to, to finish out here, and then I'll make that decision. Well, that's the kind of non-answer that usually means yes, or at least keep my name in the back of your mind because a lot of people run for president not expecting to win. Trump might have even been that guy. But they run for publicity. They run because it raises their profile. For instance, did you know of Pete Buttigieg before he ran for president? If you're outside of the middle of Indiana, then no. Did you know of Tulsi Gabbard before she ran for president? Did you know of Mike Huckabee? You know, in their little corners, they were known, but not widely, and now they're national names. Sarah Palin, another one. I mean, she didn't run for president, but she was on the ticket. So, so obviously, a lot of people run just to keep relevant. She's not going to do that. She's not going to run just to stay relevant. She's actually going to run to take down the possibility of Trump winning in 2024. That was part of the plan the whole time. And you can say she's obsessed with Trump her whole career. She's putting it all on the line to take down Donald Trump. Well, that's all true. But that's not the reason I think. I don't think the obsession is the reason that she's going to run in 2024. I think the reason is, and you'll probably agree with this, it's the money. There's going to be a lot of attention and a lot of money on her in particular if she decides to run. Why? Because people like the Lincoln Project and even big Democrat donors are going to give her a lot of money and the media is going to give her a lot of attention so you can't, we can't outrun her. You can't just run away. You got to take it on. You got to consider that this is what's going to happen because they figure she can pull off enough of the vote from Donald Trump to keep him from ever becoming president again. She She's not going to pull Democrat votes. Even if it's Joe Biden, I seriously doubt there's a middle that's going to vote for Liz Cheney. Now, maybe, maybe a little bit, but not as many as they're predicting would be crossing over or, or I should say, not joining the Trump camp because they're just sick of Trump. They like conservatism, but they don't like Trump. And so essentially what they would do then is vote for a Democrat. Because if you vote for Liz Cheney in 2024, you'd be voting for whoever the Democrat is. Now you may say, Ryan, it's too early to be talking about this kind of stuff. I want to relax. I want you to do one of those goofy skits that you do. But I think this is important. And I'm saying this right now, mark the tape or, or, or mark the podcast and come back in two years and tell me that I'm wrong because I have a very sneaking suspicion that I won't be. And if you think, well, yeah, but she's not going to get much vote because that, like I could just, just kind of talked about, 
there's not a whole lot of people in that camp that are going to say, you know what, I will, I love, I love conservative values, love conservative policies. I want to vote for them always, but I will not vote for Trump. Those people do exist, but there aren't a ton of them. When push comes to shove, they usually are going to get on board and they're going to vote with somebody who they know is going to be a winner. But here's the key. It doesn't take that many people to do that. In key states especially, consider Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, Arizona. Those states, all it would take is maybe 1% or 2% of the electorate to vote for Liz Cheney that may have voted for Donald Trump, and that would decide the whole thing. That is a problem. That is a huge problem. Now, I am also under the uh, assumption, though, that we have done a lot in the last two years and will continue to do even more after the midterms because we got some good candidates running. Not all of them may win, but even if some of them do in those key states, especially Arizona, for instance, uh, Pennsylvania's got some good ones. Wisconsin's got some good ones now. Georgia, I don't know. But if, the, if any of those people win or even some of those people win, election integrity is going to be a priority. And so a lot of work's been done. A lot of more work still needs to be done. But between now and 2024, I would say that I'm going to feel pretty confident in our elections by then because of well-meaning patriots who are going to be out there working. And and I mean working the ground. These people are getting no attention. And in fact, any attention they do get is all negative. And there are people right here in the St. Louis area who are running, who's running small elections. It's those kind of people that are making the biggest difference. And then you got some marquee names, of course, like I just mentioned in those big states, too. But by 2024, will the balance of getting elections right, and I don't mean rigging anything. I mean just making sure that one person votes, and that vote counts for one person. That's it. Nothing else. No ballot harvesting. No crazy adjudication rates. If you're familiar with 2,000 Mules, you probably know what ballot harvesting is. If you don't know about the adjudication rates in some of those counties, key counties in those key states, look into that. Although you'll get buried. if you look into on on Google or something, you just get buried, you know, with with misinformation and false flags out there trying to lead you astray. But anyway, at some point, you may run across somehow the adjudication rates and realize that was a huge problem too. A lot of that's being taken care of. Will helping elections be secure overcome a one or two percentage, maybe even a little bit more from Liz Cheney? That's the big question. But I do believe. Like I said, mark the tape, come back in two years, and we'll see if I was right. I have a feeling I will be, mainly because of the money. There's going to be a lot of money pumped into Liz Cheney to take down Donald Trump. That is the open of the show. Stick around. We got Roy. We got Trisha. We got a lot of show ahead. This is Wiggins America. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Good morning. This is Wiggins America. And Michael Letts is on the phone. He's the founder, president, and CEO of Invest USA, a national grassroots nonprofit organization that helps hundreds of communities provide thousands of bulletproof vests for their police forces. So, Michael, thanks for being here. It's always a privilege, Ryan. I appreciate what you're doing, and uh, you're making a big difference in America today. And that's what we need help with. Well, thank you for that. It's been a while since we've talked. I wanted to talk to you about this subject that came up that uh, I guess is kind of percolating. It's not been the top story of the week. You know, we've been talking about Liz Cheney and the FBI raid is kind of uh, certainly the biggest no- stories. But Ron DeSantis is uh, hiring police officers <clears throat> Excuse me, as teachers, or at least he's opening it up to veterans and and. T- and uh, and police officers. Explain a little bit about how that works and why he's doing that. Well, it's an awesome opportunity for not just Florida, but for America itself. And you got to look at the context. Everything has a context with it. You know, currently, we are experiencing some of the most violent crime increases in America all across the country. We have the uh, lowest morale we've ever had for law enforcement. We have the highest assaults and death rates of law enforcement officers. And we have just, you know, the highest suicide rate. So the thin blue line is quickly collapsing. But unfortunately, one of the things is, of course, Invest provides active shooter vests all across the country. So we know officers all across the country, sheriffs, police chiefs. One of their biggest uh, difficulties is recruiting, getting new people to come in. And why would a young person be interested in public service and being involved in law enforcement or as a first responder? When the mainstream media just betrays how bad they are, they're to be vilified. And certainly we don't pay them anything. We don't give them the equipment that they need to protect themselves. So we're going to start reaping what we sowed, for lack of a better word. There is a great way to contradict that, and that's what Governor DeSantis now invest has already established a program. Our program was to create charter public schools all across the country that when a high school graduate completed his degree, he would also be certified as a either law enforcement third-class officer, a firefighter, or a paramedic. What Governor DeSantis is doing is a great time with that. We're working together on this. He is bringing in law enforcement, retired, or those who have moved on. And I say that with great regret, but, you know, across the country, we've got them just quitting left and right because they're not being supported by their, their governmental agencies and they're being forced out. So he's allowing them to come in, and he's creating a program because you realize the National Education Association is not very thrilled about having somebody teach that doesn't have their credentials. So he's working that out now to give them temporary, a five-year temporary ability to teach without having to have those kind of credentials. Yeah. But here's what it will do. It will be great for students to see first responders firsthand and see how great they are. I, I completely agree with that. I, I'm actually, Michael, married to a teacher myself, and here in the St. Louis region, uh, you know, this is this is not a Florida problem. <clears throat> That's what's so funny is that of the coverage that I've seen of DeSantis doing this, they're trying to say, oh, look, nobody wants to teach in Florida. Well, actually, it's it's a little bit better in Florida than it is in the rest of the country because there's a teacher shortage all over the place. And I, I live in Illinois. My wife teaches in Illinois. We've been talking about this very issue 
because there are so many people leaving. Now, she teaches at a private school, and they've actually had an abundance of teachers wanting to work there. It's a Christian right. school. They, you know, ideology is is there. You know, a lot of people with like-mindedness there. Well, in the public schools, sure. though, all around us, there's been just a, a huge outcry of we need more teachers so badly after the pandemic, after everything that we put teachers through of this, you know, r- ridiculous regulations that we made teachers go through for two years. And I guess my question for you, Michael, is, is, is though there's a teacher shortage across the country, is hiring specifically veterans and police the way to do that? Or should they open it up even beyond that? Well, I think they should open up beyond that. No question. Here's the problem that you have. And, um, it is well known they have been attempting to destroy the liberties and freedoms of this country ever since it was founded, but especially over the last decades. And one of the things they wanted to control is the educational system, which we let them do. I mean, we were to blame. And by controlling our educational system, they took separation of church and state, they took God out. But here's what the people don't realize. When they quote unquote took God out of the, out of the system, they took values and principles because anything with values and principles they associated as religion, so they took all that out. So we've been teaching our kids there is no value, respect for authority, no value of human life, et cetera, et cetera. And now we're reaping what we sowed. But that having been said, the other part that they did to control that was they wanted specific rules and regulations as to who could teach, what kind of curriculum they could teach. They wanted to control that. And unfortunately, we just sat back and said, oh, you probably know what's best. You're an educator. We'll just stay out of it. Well, huge mistake. Yeah. We stayed out of it, and now it's, it's collapsing. So we need to dismantle their whole system, dismantle all their regulations, and just give some good common sense and decency. You know, veterans, first responders, it's not just being able to teach 2 plus 2 plus 4. It's being able to teach how to live. That's yeah. where we're missing the boat. Yeah, and my- they, they totally missed it. So this is great. Michael, it's, it's so funny that you're mentioning this because this is a topic that we're hitting on a lot this morning about school choice. You know, I don't know if you're watching Arizona and what's going on there, that they're passing school choice nationwide. I Honestly, there are issues that are bigger headlines that are going on right now, but that one to me is maybe the most important thing going on in the country as far as the future of the nation goes. And I agree with you, right? I, mean, we, I don't know if there is any bigger issue. Because here's what I tell people, talking about invest, you know, how we provide, yeah. take care of the safety of our officers. I say, I can protect Ryan as an officer today, but when Ryan leaves, who's taking his place? Yeah. We have not addressed that issue. And I can tell you right now, nobody's taking his place. So unless we figure out how to fix this, I'll fix it for today. But tomorrow is going to be a huge issue and problem for the security of this country. So we've got to do both. It's the top priority in this country. You know, it's interesting when you look at the polls, uh, upcoming election. We're all concerned about inflation, gas prices, more soil. I'm really concerned. But the number one issue is people do not feel safe in their communities anymore. It's safety. It's crime. That's the number one issue still in America. And we're not doing enough to talk about it and make sure it gets resolved. Yeah, you know what's funny? We're talking with Michael Letts here, the founder, president, and CEO of Invest USA, is we're actually talking about two of the most important issues converging with both crime, like you're talking about, and also one that really drives people to vote, and that's schools, you know, school-related issues. And so they're they're kind of meeting together with this headline from Ron DeSantis anyway. I got just enough, enough time to ask you this last question here, Michael, but... As we look across the country, you know, 
there are states that are going to try school choice. We talked, you know, Arizona's doing it. Looks like West Virginia is kind of moving in that direction. There will be probably more conservative states that are going to try this, and that's that's so exciting. I, I can't express how much that that is an important issue. But um, in the meantime, I live in Illinois. I don't expect to see school choice coming to Illinois anytime soon. But you're saying maybe there's hope here that because of the teacher shortage, not that that's a good thing, but because of it, they might have to open the doors and kind of dismantle that administrative state. Like I said, my wife's had to go through so many classes and things that are so unnecessary. She's been a teacher now for 20 years, and yet she has to go back and be taught by somebody how to be a teacher every five years or whatever it is, you know? So it's these things, they're, they're in place and on paper, some bureaucrat and even voters sometimes go, well, that sounds good. We want to make sure people are trained, but they don't know what that means. And this looks to me yeah. like an opportunity to kind of open those doors back up. It is an opportunity. It's important, Ryan, and that's why I so much appreciate being on your show, is Illinois and America must understand we have an opportunity now. Don't blow it, folks, because you, these opportunities don't come but once in a lifetime. Make sure you support the future of America, and that's exactly the topic we're talking about today. Michael, tell us a little bit about Invest USA before we've got to run. So go to our website. That's www.investusa.org. It's a charity.org. There's a litter of things you can do to support that thing line. But also on there is the charter school system and trying to put this across the country to make sure our young people get back into public service and we open up the doors for our teachers to be able to do what they're supposed to do and teach and get other people like veterans and first responders in there as well. So make sure you visit the website. Tell Last thing I'll say, tell an officer today that you appreciate your job. They sure need to hear that. That sounds good. Michael Letts, thank you so much for what you do, and thank you for your time this morning. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America. Ryan. All right. Wiggins America, like I said before, up ahead, we are going to talk a little bit more about this school choice issue because it's one that I think a lot of people – And just based on this interview, too, uh, a lot of people know a little bit about, but we're going to talk in depth about that next hour of Wiggins America Stickers. And I'm really debating whether or not to share this video because I'm really on the bubble about it. It's certainly, I would say, at best, really weird. So apparently there's some game called the Commonwealth Games, and I don't know if this just involves Great Britain. But it was in Great Britain where the games were happening. I don't know if they it's an international where they invite other countries or if it's just within Great Britain or the UK, I should say. But it's a video that a friend shared with me that is it's it's the opening ceremony. And man, the opening ceremonies for these things, including the Olympics, they're so weird. Beijing's were crazy and big, and it's obvious that they spent a, a ridiculous amount of money on them. And then, you know, just outside of the of the arena, you know, there's people starving and stuff. And then I remember the UK's in particular opening for the U, for the uh, Olympic Games back, you know, within the last 10 years. And they were pushing around hospital beds because they were trying to show what they're known for, which is apparently universal health care. Like, what the heck are you doing? These things are so stupid. And they're just strange. It's like somebody on acid who said, I'm an artist. They said, oh, the person who always is talking about how they're an artist, let's put them on some psychedelics and then just give them free reign to make a ceremony and millions of dollars. They're so weird and they make me uncomfortable. But anyway, this is one of those. It's not an Olympics opening, 
but it is a games opening, and so they're doing the whole thing. Well, they have a – see if you follow me here without even getting into what this means. Maybe you will know right away. Maybe you won't. There's it, – it starts with, or at some point in the video, in the, in the ceremony, a woman comes out riding a giant fake beast that looks kind of like a bull. A, a woman dressed in purple and scarlet riding a beast – and then it looks like people around the the beast, the bull, in these flowing white garments, holding these little lights, look like they're bowing down to it and praying or worshiping it in some way. So a bunch of people in a, an opening ceremony for the Commonwealth Games, bowing down and worshiping a woman riding a beast. Okay, D- does that sound familiar? I won't go into all the implications, but it's just like, who is in charge of this? And if there's no spiritual connotations to it, then what were you thinking? I think I would, now that I've talked about it, I'm going to share that video just to see what you think, because I watch it and I, I, I sort of groan, like, are they trying to get people to talk about them? I mean, are they trying to do imagery from Revelation or do they genuinely not know? Because that's really the key here. If they're trying to do something that just stirs people up, like if they all walked out and they all had 666 on their forehead, you make people go, oh my gosh. And they'd be like, yeah, good, we got attention. And that's really all they were trying to do was just get attention. Was this that? Or do they genuinely have no idea what they're doing and they're actually performing the imagery from Revelation? That, that would not be a coincidence. There would have to be more to that. Anyway. Super weird, super interesting, and if you want to see what I'm talking about, I guess follow me on Twitter, at Radio Wiggins, but if you're not on Twitter, don't worry about it. I think you can type in at the at symbol, Radio Wiggins, and then Twitter, and you, without even having an account, you can see what I've posted there. I think that's how that works. So, so try that and check that out if it's piqued your interest. American Media Export. Wiggins, America. In the meantime, there's this. The FBI. They've been in the news lately. Of their own doing. Real clear investigations. I really like real clear politics a lot. I like what they do. And when they do their own investigations, they're really good. Um, This is a mainstream publication, too. And so I like reading what they do because it's it's not like covert stuff. It's just... It's just factual stuff. And that may just be reputation-based. There may be great studies going on from organizations that I don't really know about. But I do know about them, and I do know that they do the good stuff. So um, here's the headline. The FBI unit leading the Mar-a-Lago probe, or raid, you might say. Earlier, the same unit, same unit, earlier ran discredited Trump-Russia collusion stories and investigations and stuff. So the FBI division overseeing the investigation of former President Trump's handling of classified material at his Mar-a-Lago residence, which we assume, I mean, we still don't even know what it is, is also the focus, get this, of special counsel John Durham's investigation of the Bureau's alleged abuses of power and political bias. During its years-long Russiagate probe of Trump, the FBI's nine-hour, 30-agent raid of former president's, the former president's Florida estate 
is part of a counter counterintelligence case run out of Washington, not Miami, as has been widely reported. According to the FBI documents and sources with knowledge of the matter, the Bureau's counterintelligence division led the 2016-2017 Russia collusion hoax. Do I need to say much more? Keep that one in your back pocket. I think that's going to come back up, and that's one that I'm going to focus on simply because I don't think that's being talked about. But this is the same unit within the FBI that raided Mar-a-Lago that is under investigation by John Durham and the special counsel. That is just... Again, just like I was saying at the beginning of this segment with the beast thing, <laughs> like, are are we are we chalking this up to coincidence, or can we go ahead and say there's a problem here? I think that we're in territory that we can go ahead and say, yeah, these things are not coincidences. Maybe the first one, maybe the the count the the uh, Commonwealth Games opening ceremony, maybe it is, maybe it is, but this, for God's sake, <laughs> like. There's no way it's the same unit that just keeps bumbling through. Oh, shoot. Ah, shoot. We just keep doing it. The old Barney Fifes. <laughs> they put all the Barney Fifes in that unit, and doggone it, they just keep messing it up, those Barneys. All right, anyway, this is Wiggins America. <laughs> Stick around. We'll be right back. America. All right, we're going to do serious questions here. We're a little bit snappy, though, because we don't have as much time to do these. So I, I want to start, though, with Old Roy. Welcome, Old Roy, by the way, through the show. Thank you. Um, yours was so bad last week that I figured let's, let's just get yours out of the way. I thought mine was good. I thought your reaction you to mine made mine better. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't understand. Yeah, I, I still don't, and I don't want to. <laughs> so whatever you got, let's just do that and so that we can go, okay, and pat you on the head, and then me and Trisha can have a dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here it is. Uh, you have to say, oh, wait, sorry, quest. sorry, yeah, I'm messing it, it up. I'm I messing up the works. <laughs> Whose show is this? Yeah, it's, it's this old Roy show, clearly. All right, go ahead. Vegetarian women have a 33% higher risk of breaking a hip. Explain. A large study tracking women in the UK finds that vegetarians have a higher risk of breaking a hip compared with women who eat any amount of meat. Clearly, you've done a deep dive on this. I have. Serious question. Serious question. Is anybody else as hungry as I am? Right? <laughs> I am. Yeah, yeah, I am too. Yeah, okay. yeah I could really go for some Chinese. Yeah, yeah. That's what sounds good. Some good Thai food. Some mm-hmm. of those drunken noodles. Mm. Oh, yeah. I eat those. Mm. They're so good. Big hamburger right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, medium Anything rare. But breakfast. Something that sh- we should not be eating right now. No. Uh, serious question though. Why just hip? 
wouldn't it be all your bones? Yeah, you think all the bones, all everybody's <clears throat> like all, everybody's bones, all of the bones would be fragile, right? Yeah, it doesn't seem like it would just affect the hip, Roy. No, I think that makes perfect sense. Explain. <laughs> well, women are typically better dancers than men, <laughs> and so that that area gets more use. That maybe? area, yeah, the hips. The hips don't lie. The hips don't lie. <laughs> that would be, I mean, I'm just speaking scientifically, so. Yeah. So I, now I got to go out of this segment with the hips, no lie. Yeah. So we didn't come in with it. <laughs> as much as I love Shakira. Uh, all right. Well, I'll do mine. Democrats passed their landmark legislation in time for the midterms, which was basically Build Back Better. Has anybody noticed that? They're not calling it that because Build Back Better was unpopular, I think. But this was basically Build Back Better because mm-hmm. it's all climate stuff. So now it's it's not terribly popular with all voters. It's pretty popular with the far left, uh, but they need to sell it to voters. And the first phase of that effort is taking shape in plans shared now with Politico, a trio of Democratic groups backed by major Democrat donors is dropping $10 million on national TV ad campaigns to define the legislation in the minds of the voters. They say they're doing this because they did a terrible job selling Obamacare to everybody, and they lost in those midterms so badly that they're spending $10 million on the messaging for Build Back Better. Serious question, have you ever spent $10 million on a national ad campaign? Serious question. No, I came close once. 9.5. That's pretty good. What were you promoting? Shoes. (laughs) (laughs) You were promoting shoes or just buying shoes? I was I was promoting people buying shoes. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, was, was it was it your money or was it dark money from the big shoe? It was pack money. Okay, yeah. from, from big shoe. Serious question. Yeah, I the the push for the campaign was getting more people in shoes. Yeah, you sound like you are not making that up as you're saying it. No, so I'm very confident in every sentence that's <laughs> coming out of your mouth. Me too. Your turn. I'm holding it together. <sighs> okay. Uh, Eric Trump sticks up for dad. In a new interview, Eric celebrated his family's, quote, killing of another legacy, saying, and this was uh, earlier last week, last night my father killed another political dynasty, and that's the Cheneys. He killed the Bushes, then he killed the Clintons. (laughs) Is this a quote? Yes. Really? Yep. And last night he killed the Cheneys. I know. Sorry. He's been rhino hunting ever since he got into politics. And last night he was successful again. Uh, He went on to say, Laura and I were at dinner the other night and there were two tables that started arguing about paying for our bill. They wanted to pay for our bill to say sorry for what the country was doing to my father, to our family. People right now would crawl over broken glass for Donald Trump. Serious question. Serious question. Are you intimidated by Eric Trump? Man. Yeah, that's not the way to talk about that. Isn't that terrifying? (laughs) You know, what's crazy is that Trump came out this week. I think he learned from January 6th and all the press coverage, nothing else, just press coverage of it, that if he comes out and, and basically goes, oh, man, this is so sad for our country, that he looks more like a martyr. And he already is a martyr in this situation. I don't think he has to paint himself, but he's he is. He did. I think he's only done one interview with Fox Digital, so it wasn't even a major interview. One interview where he comes out and just says some things like, 
This is so sad what they're doing to our country. Pushing it off, not on him, but he's coming. they're coming after everybody that's so corrupt. And then citing some details about the thing. But I think he's learned his lesson. That sounds like Eric Trump has done the exact opposite. We're coming out and we're killing everyone. <laughs> Roy, are you intimidated by Eric Trump? Serious question. No, hmm. I am not. Do you want me to Personally, read the quote again? Yeah. No. Are you sure? I is is it supposed to be scary? I, don't know. I see. I I think of Eric Trump as the middle child that sort of didn't get the attention that the other kids did, and so he's just grasping for attention. It's working. I'm scared. I think it was Don Jr. Maybe early this week or the end of last week did an interview with Kim Clement. You know who I'm talking mm-hmm. about. He's he's a you know who he is. I know the name. Oh really? Okay. I didn't know if you would. He's a a super evangelical, charismatic. Um, like he plays music and he prophesies while he plays music, and you can question whether or not he's accurate or not. Regardless, he's dead. He died in 2016. And so now they comb back over the things that he said to find, oh, you know, find any gems. And you can. You can find some really interesting stuff in what he predicted about Trump and about 9-11. And then you'll find other things that you're like, yeah, that's not true, though. Like, that's provably not true. Mm -hmm. So it's always just like, I don't know what to do with it. Some of it's very interesting. Larry King interviewed him and was like, hey, how do you get the stuff? How do you get so many things right and I thought that was a great question because usually when I look at it, I go, ah, you got some stuff wrong. Larry King's like, how, how did you even get those things right, though? I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Regardless, his daughter has taken over the ministry, and she doesn't do anything that he does. She just kind of posts things and says, hey, my dad kind of talked about this one in 2011 or something. Well, they interviewed Eric, or, I'm sorry, Don Jr., and I didn't watch the whole thing. I thought, if there's anything interesting, somebody will pull a clip. And they did. They pulled one clip of Don Jr. talking about when he grew up. And this is not necessarily related to your story, but I just thought it was interesting. Dad would leave before him every morning. He'd leave at about 7 o'clock, and and Don Jr. would leave about 7.30 to go to school. Every morning, Don Sr. would would lean down, grab Don Jr. by both sides of the face like this, like like a loving pose. Mm -hmm. He said every morning he would do the same thing. Grab me, go, Don, don't do drugs, don't smoke, don't drink. And then he'd leave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dad. I, I thought, well, that sounds very on par for him, doesn't it? Yeah. Any sort of flowery story, you'd go, are you sure mm, you're not making that don't up? BS, yeah. But that one sounded like, that is probably exactly what Don Trump did to Don Jr. Trump. I just thought that was that was fascinating. Can I can I make a darn kids these days statement, please? So here's here's how I see the Eric Trump thing. I think and this is happening to me too against my will. We are getting so conditioned to language being you know, it used to be the sticks and stones. Yeah. You know. No, I I hear you. But now it, I hear stuff now, and I'm like, ooh, are you supposed to say that? Yeah. And that it's a little sad to me that, that we're so hypersensitive to somebody just saying something stupid. What used to be, we would just be like, well, that was dumb. But yeah. But now, now we're all like, oh, my gosh, you know, is somebody offended, or is that politically correct? And and the 
What about people saying things to purposely push buttons? Because to me, this reads. I grew up with five brothers. That <laughs> yeah, but your brothers weren't representing the president, the president no, but, of the United but, States either. But in in the the soundbite, social media, twenty four hour whatever all of the catchphrases are, you have to be that way now. You you have to push buttons. You have to clickbait. You know all of this stuff. You I don't know that he's thinking that through. <laughs> I think he's just saying dumb things. But I think we're at this at the same time we're being hypersensitive to language. We're also creating a culture where you have to be offensive or somehow draw. That a, makes sense to get the attention. Right. Yeah. So it's sort of, it doesn't, I uh, yeah. can't go both ways with that one. I'll, I'll conclude on, on that point since we're almost out of time here, that it seems as if you're giving Eric Trump a little too much credit for even trying to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't get the sense that he... I just don't get the sense that he's politically savvy at all. At all. He might be business savvy. I don't know. But politically, Don Jr. has a a way about him. And you can like it or not. Eric Trump just seems to. Yeah. And they often put Eric Trump's wife, Laura, out to the press instead of Eric. Right. Exactly. That's a great point. Why wouldn't you get Eric Trump instead of Laura? Mm -hmm. But you always get Laura. Between those two. Poor Eric. <laughs> Poor Eric. <laughs> Poor Aww. Eric. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back with more Wiggins America right after the break. Get more at 971talk.com. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.